Thanks very much, Chris. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to come, not surprisingly, from a, a more specific adult social care focus and just start with a few um, statistics which focus the mind. And that is that local authorities spend around £19 billion on adult social care, of which £2.5 billion comes from individuals themselves in terms of their own contribution to the service. But of course that's not the whole story for social care because we have £10 billion that is spent by people, individuals themselves, directly on their own care, not necessarily coming through local authorities at all. So the whole element of social care, the whole total of social care is much broader than a local authority perspective, which is why in the new Care Act local authorities are begin giving much more responsibility to look at <coughs> the market and look at the total um, needs of people in their communities and to influence what is available to support people in their care. On top of the self-funders, of course, we have uh, the, an estimated value of £55 uh, billion pounds, um, contributed by informal carers. And so um, we have, uh, obviously, informal carers that are absolutely critical, um, spend, uh, contributing more than the total public and individual purse in terms of how to support people to live independent and uh, uh, qu have quality <coughs> lives, in, in often in their own homes. And about 5.4 million people are those informal carers against a workforce of 1.5 million. And so, you know, four times the amount of uh, people who are informal carers to actually those that are being paid. And so it does, it does put a different context in terms of our challenge. But if you remember the, um, the £19 billion sum, what uh, you may already know is that £2.68 billion has been reduced from adult social <coughs> care budgets over the last three years. There have been absolutely fantastic and uh, incredible savings targets that have been met nationally. And uh, that has uh, obviously been assisted latterly by some of the NHS transfers, but nevertheless, there have been extraordinary measures taken over the last three years. Uh, informed, I have to say, some time ago by a couple of documents that were entitled Use of Resources that um, reminded me incredibly of the uh, recent publication by the King's Fund looking at the health service and some of the things that can actually be done to save money. And the sort of things that we've been looking at in terms of uh, how we use prevention services, how we move to community-based interventions, how we increase reablement and help people to stay fitter for longer, reduce our residential and nursing care admissions, because actually in the long term that is a better quality uh, often of life for, for people, increasing our charging of course, raising how we might generate more <coughs> income from that, looking at eligibility criteria, and of course a large amount of outsourcing of our services to the independent sector where now we have a market which is probably 90% uh, provided by thousands of different providers of care services up and down the country. <coughs> and inevitably the back office efficiencies that are around transaction costs and so on. So have we noticed any of that? Have we noticed a difference? What has been the impact on people? Actually, it's, it's happened with remarkably little noise in the system until this year. And I would say that the impact on individuals has been quite incredible and extraordinary. I have myself experienced in council chambers extraordinary anger and dismay and opposition to some of the issues that we have been addressing. 
However, I think I can say hand on heart that having implemented and implemented well the changes on individual lives, that we have stories of people's quality of life being better than it was with the services that were provided before, particularly in relation to things like daycare, particularly in relation to some of the quality of life of people who were in very, very outdated uh, residential and nursing homes. But it's not an easy journey, and that's a journey that we will be sharing from now on, I think, in larger measure in terms of how we can make a difference to the services that we, we operate. This year, the cracks have been showing in social care, and you'll have noticed nationally there's been uh, comments about squeezes on payments to providers, 15-minute calls, uh, reducing the amount of time available for people um, in terms of their allocated care, um, and indeed uh, an emerging picture of uh, more unmet need coming through. But it's not a universal picture, and I think, again, this is something that will resonate with the NHS, those of you here in the audience, that not every area is experiencing those sorts of pressures. And it's a bit like there are different hotspots around the country. And what we've got to do is be aware of where those hotspots are and what we can do to assist uh, at a greater level. Because some of those hotspots are based on historical uh, decision-making uh, and, and different pressures at different times and different <coughs> decisions that have been made in relation to prioritisation in local areas. But what we do have now, and I absolutely join with uh, Sumeric, is an opportunity. And one of the things, just to talk a little bit about Leeds, is that our strategy for adult social care is that uh, at the end of our spending squeeze, we will have better services and better lives for people in Leeds. But it does mean operating very, very differently. And we've got three strands of our strategy. One is about being more enterprising. And it's amazing what you can do to be encouraging the power and the uh, contribution of people who you might not normally have thought of in terms of contributing to social care. So I'm talking about things like the dementia-friendly communities, where every member of the population can take a responsibility for supporting people with dementia. I heard the other day of a taxi firm who are going to change the way they operate their telephones so that if you identify someone with dementia, they will have the three carer contact points, um, so if they're, if they're uh, supporting someone with dementia, they can then ring someone in an emergency. They know who to ring and how to ring. So it's about the community helping <coughs> to take responsibility to support people. I could go on about that, but I won't because of time. But we're also, our second strand is around um, changing the way we support uh, people in terms of their housing care <coughs> and support. So the availability of housing solutions around extra care, residential and nursing care modernised and improved in terms of today's standards, not 20 and 30 years ago standards, as well as working a, a, alongside reablement telecare and expanding our offers in that regard. But importantly, and linked to today's discussion, is uh, the whole area of integration. That is our third strand of uh, transformation for the city. And our journey started two years ago with the development of a transformation board across the city, we are, as leaders in the city, committed to operating as one, si one city, one system, one virtual organisation. And that requires us to, to act uh, quite differently to the way we would normally perhaps react in relation to our individual organisations. 
We have across the city 550 million pounds to save across health and social care over the next five years. And the council has 140 million um, uh, over the next three years. We have very, very large financial challenges. We are not going to do it in a silo way. We have to do it as a system. And we have committed ourselves to work together um, differently with people. So we will work with individuals, carers, young people, to enable them to take more control of their health and their care needs. We will uh, commit ourselves to providing high quality services in the right place, backed by excellent research, innovation and technology, including more support at home and using hospitals for only specialised care. We've agreed to remove barriers to make team working across organisations and professional groups the norm. Uh, so that people can receive integrated seamless support. And more importantly, perhaps, and finally at the end, we have agreed to use the Leeds Pound. It's, it's a joint money um, uh, and our other resources. Uh, we've agreed to use it wisely for the good of people in the city and which also balance the books for the city. That means, obviously, that there are some risk and reward issues and, and some changes in terms of the way we uh, may operate across the city. Um, of, of course, those challenges are significant, um, uh, particularly in a city uh, the, uh, with 750,000 population, and, and there are mega challenges remaining. It's important that we come together as leaders. We have a transformation board, a transformation program with all the things you would expect to see in it, all the things around long-term care, elective care, urgent care, admission discharges, and so on and so forth. But we have also, I think perhaps uh, somewhat unusually, committed to a whole list of enablers. So we have an informatics board. All our finance officers meet together regularly in a board. So uh, finance officers across the whole system to do our joint planning for our financial plans, our workforce, um, quality, <coughs> estates, etc. So we're, we're uh, approaching this as a complete programme management of change. We're not um, there, of course, um, but we have seen some uh, green shoots of progress on here. And uh, those green shoots, we have 13 integrated teams across the city. And we did discover um, through our monitoring and uh, work the other day, we've, we've, uh, we can now say, I think, quite confidently that the first teams that were created have now seen the biggest difference in terms of performance change around admissions and discharges. <coughs> so those that are the most developed have made the most significant difference. And we have plateaued on our admissions and we're now beginning to turn the curve. And that's quite an interesting language because we are now brought into the language of outcomes-based accountability. I don't know if any of you know Mark Friedman's work nationally, but to hear every member of the system talking about outcomes-based accountability, turning the curve, wanting to make a difference and knowing how we're going to do it, is something that I think is fundamental because we need to consider our language <coughs> together, we need to consider our communications, our knowledge, and how we are actually creating and monitoring the changes that we're making for the impact that we're making. So finally, I just want to end with the fact that uh, that may sound a bit of a rosy picture. Those of you who know Leeds know that we've still got uh, mega problems and we're still one of the greatly financially challenged system. And our challenges, I think, uh, that we all need to address nationally are around culture, leadership and behaviour because we're not going to go through this if we, if we uh, consider ourselves in our own silos and our organisations. Our challenge is the scale and pace. 
I think we've got a huge challenge because I don't think the answer to the challenges we have is anything but collaboration and we're in a spirit of competition. And so balancing those two elements in terms of getting the outcomes we need is a real challenge to every system that we have. And the issue of resources and the sufficiency of the resources and whether the challenge is just too big. And that's the difficult and why I would join with the King's Fund and uh, what uh, has been announced this morning about needing a transformation fund as an invest to save. Uh, but we have also got to recognise that money isn't going to be the total answer to this because money hasn't been over, the, over many, many years. Money, it has got to be supported by change as well. It's got to be supported by new working with the population, by new technology and actually uh, mega uh, uh, investing in the <coughs> potentials of technology, redesign of our system and uh, the risk and reward systems and the payment systems that we all operate by. And I'm sure if we do all that well, we'll have made it.